Welcome to the POC Gamer Lore Diver podcast series, where every week I dive into the lore of some of the most popular game worlds and tabletop role-playing. Remember to follow this podcast, and you can support POC Gamer directly through Coffee and Patreon. This week, the Shifters of Dungeons and Dragons. And always remember, with D&D lore, nothing is canon until it appears in an official 5th edition book from Wizards of the Coast. So old lore is only canon at your table if you want it to be. Background time. Shifters are a unique player lineage that, in all honesty, can fit in nearly any campaign setting, but have remained sadly on the sidelines as the game has progressed. They first appeared as a player lineage in Eberron, catching the tail end of the 3.5 edition era, and making enough of an impression that they'd make it into the next edition as a core player lineage in 4th edition's PHB 2. In their original setting, shifters were the descendants of lycanthropes and other were-creatures who were persecuted by the Church of the Silver Flame when they attempted to exterminate all lycanthropes on Eberron. Not a great start. However, this was obviously unsuccessful. In their initial appearance, shifters had a phenomenal number of shifter traits, so basically their sub-races, choose from, making them really great representatives of the plethora of were-creatures that have been made for D&D over the years. This was a really great part of their initial appearance. However, culturally, they were a very predictable, primal, throwing up some air quotes there, people all about self-reliance, hunting the pack, with a stated lack of group cohesion that fantasy writers love for some reason, as though like it makes them, you know, oh, they're tougher, you know, they'd have no group cohesion, but it only really makes for a non-viable, non-communities when it's actually applied. And we've seen this before with other uh, player races in D&D other lineages. Now, this is less than ideal because it can feed very easily into the whole noble savage thing. And to be perfectly honest, the meta plot they did have about their pre-Church of the Silver Flame purge culture and attempts to preserve it wasn't as well fleshed out as it really needed to be to really have that big impact. However, 3.5 ended, 4th edition launched, and... As per, 4th edition was a little bit rough. On the good side, they did get a major upgrade, and since they were one of the edition's fantastic array of player lineages, like they were one of the core ones, appearing in PHB number 2. However, they saw their list of shifter traits peeled back to only 2, from like, I think they were like 8 or 9 initially. There was a great number right off the hop, and then down to 2. And that was really about it. 4th edition didn't have a lot of time to develop them heavily before the work on 5th edition began. But once 5th edition got going, the shifters were gone. However, we got our first taste of them in 5th edition back with an Unearthed Arcana, and then finally in Eberron, Ashes of the Last War. This came with a great upgrade in life. Four sub-races became available, replacing the old Shifter trait sets of previous editions. Really good. That's as far as it got in 5th uh, edition. Like, they were released, and that was it. Now, before we go into the ideas part, I'd like to point out one thing, and that they've had a remarkably inconsistent art. 3.5 and 4th edition both had them looking fairly bestial looking and so in fifth edition they've dialed it back a few notches so it's more like a human with like furry animal style ears which works great actually better in my opinion now my suspicion for this change is that looks because they didn't match the abilities and because it made them look too much like other actual anthropomorphic animal races and lineages in the game that they dialed it back so there'd be less confusion between the two of them so i think this was deviation that happened under direct now the fun part ideas so shifters to me are dreadfully underrepresented in Dungeons and Dragons campaign settings, primarily because they're an actual, legit plug-and-play asset that doesn't require a huge amount of retconning or explanation. Like more so than the Janazi the other week, the shifters need even less. They work that well. Just using the traditional background is the easiest route to bring them in. All you need to have in your world are were creatures, or have had there been were creatures. That's it. They may not even be recognized as 
something weird or different by human populations and that they may have that they may have existed alongside of functionally forever um so it's really easy to bring them in like that another way you could bring them in uh would be if your campaign setting has any significant anthropomorphic animal lineages like leonins tabaxi lupin minotaurs gnolls and so on and the reason here is because you're simply replacing were creatures with these creatures as something that's way in their background that has given them these animal-like powers it's not a huge leap to make and again it makes really easy sense it's a very minor change to shifter lore that quickly slots them into a game world they otherwise wouldn't or wouldn't be in or weren't in before another option is to have it as a gift magical or divine that's bestowed on or manifest in individuals or groups with primal power affinities um, the main thing though is that i want to drive home with this part of it at least is that they are very easily adapted to other settings and now moving into those settings oh this is great so obviously eberron is their native home and they fit there great they're also a shoe in for ravenloft where their were creature background just fits i mean they are an amazing i'm shocked that they aren't in it or like weren't immediately introduced like back with curse of strahd like there's such a great fit for that uh forgotten realms there are so many nature deities animal deities lots of were creatures then you've got like tabaxi gnolls and everything else there are so many options to bring them in and so much space to bring them in that it just works uh they also would mesh very well with a lot of the societies and cultures that are already in place which is a huge bonus when doing this sort of thing now the magic the gathering ports those are a little bit trickier but it's still viable with a bit of planning and pre-game discussion um, and i say that because the magic the gathering ports tend to be a little bit more specific about what's going on with their worlds because the worlds are much smaller uh, however, as I said before, this is a legit plug-and-play lineage, and so dropping them in isn't going to be too hard. You just got to have a chat beforehand. For culture and world building, I think the biggest thing that I would do is the same thing that I find needs doing more often than not, and that being making them a functional culture and possibly a full-on civilization. I say that because, as presented, they're very much just another wild people can't have sophisticated culture nonsense operation. We've had enough of that in the past. They deserve better, so sure. Uh, you may want to retain some sort of animal theme in their culture. That's fine. You know, gives it a bit of unusual flavor. Bear in mind, though, when you're doing that, you know, that alphas aren't a thing. The person who discovered alpha wolves and all that sort of stuff would later, like, remove his own paper from being out there because he discovered that all the behaviors that he'd studied and thought were actual like wolf behaviors were in reality just the wolf behaviors when they are confined into a zoo not in the wild but i digress the big thing is that sentient and sapient beings have more needs and more complex lives than a wolf pack or a lion pride does especially in a magical environment so put some thought into it build a good culture it doesn't have to be a giant one it doesn't have to be hugely epic it doesn't have to fill a binder or anything like that or you know fill a thumb drive but give it a go so overall, I'd say that shifters deserve better than they're getting right now. They're a legitimate addition to just about any setting and probably should be part of the core lineage selection, in my opinion, as we're moving forwards towards 5th edition Evolved. Thank you very much for listening. If you still are, I hope you enjoyed this week's content. And don't forget to check out the POC Gamer website. Follow POC Gamer on social media. And I need to give a huge thank you and shout out to my Patreon and coffee supporters for making this all possible.